0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for bringing us together here tonight. We ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit upon us in a new way tonight. We ask you to reveal yourself to us, to make yourself known to us tonight in a new way. We hope to encounter you. We hope to get to know you better tonight. We hope to experience your love for us in a new way here tonight, through your word, through your sacrament and adoration and praise and worship. Mother Mary, we wanna crown you the queen of our gathering here tonight as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I want to start tonight by reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 19, where Jesus meets Zacchaeus. He entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was but could not on account of the crowd, because he was small of stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, he has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded any one of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So I chose this gospel tonight because we had a retreat today on hope. Father John Bartunik preached to us today and we reflected on hope and God's hopes for us but also what we hope for. So I just thought I would share some of my reflections with you on that and encourage you to even take that to your own prayer here tonight. Zacchaeus obviously had a hope. He had a hope to encounter Jesus. And he knew that there were some obstacles in his way. He was short of stature. There was a big crowd. So he was hoping that his plan to climb the tree would work. And of course, Jesus knew that that Zacchaeus had this hope and that he made this special effort to climb the tree. I think that's just one good thing to put our faith in right away here tonight. You've all had some hope in coming here tonight, some expectation. And maybe you didn't articulate that in any explicit way. But in some way, you came here tonight hoping to have some experience of God. And God will honor that. God will absolutely honor that. You're here on a Saturday night, on a holiday weekend. You could all be many other places, I'm sure. But you wanted to come here. And so I just want to assure you that God's going to bless that. And as I mentioned here before, you know, maybe it won't really hit you here tonight necessarily. Maybe it will. But it might hit you when you drive home tonight or when you're falling asleep or tomorrow when you go to Mass and you receive Holy Communion or who knows what, who knows when, who knows where, but just know that somehow, way, God is absolutely going to blast your presence here tonight. And he's going to make himself known. Obviously, Zacchaeus had heard something of Jesus. He knew that he was a sinner. He was a tax collector. He was really an outcast socially in that sense because undoubtedly he would have extorted some money for himself. And so he had some reparation to do. He had some sins to confess. And the people couldn't believe that Jesus would even give this guy the time of day. But he must have heard something about the mercy of God. He must have heard that Jesus was one to hang out with sinners. This is Luke chapter 19. And so in Luke 15, we have the three parables of mercy. So, and those were... Preached in the context of sinners, Pharisees and scribes and tax collectors and prostitutes. So maybe he had heard about that. Maybe he was present for that. We don't know. But he had some kind of confidence in God's mercy. And that's what inspired him. That's what motivated him. It's what gave him the confidence to climb that tree, to seek out Jesus for himself. So let that be a source of Confidence for all of us here tonight. We've got the image of divine mercy. We know that God loves to forgive. He loves to heal. He loves to bless. And so that gives us confidence here tonight to ask for His blessing, to ask for whatever it is that we're hoping for. But let us rouse our hopes here tonight. Let's not just be here passively sheepishly hoping with very little hope that God might do something for me. No, but as I like to say, let's have a real expectant faith and let's have a hope that is rooted and grounded in faith in God's mercy and his desire to do good. So Jesus says to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for I must stay at your house today. And we read last week about Jesus at the Last Supper telling his apostles, you know, you are my friends and, you know, if you follow me, the Father and I, we will make our home with you. You keep my commandments. You strive to to know me and follow me. The Father and I will love you and we will make our home with you. And here too tonight, Jesus is telling Zacchaeus, I must stay at your house. In other words, I must Have fellowship with you. I must eat with you. Spend time with you. Get to know you. I want you to get to know me. And we've heard these things before, but I I think sometimes life happens and, and it's easy for us to doubt, even in subtle ways, the desire that God has to be close to us and to accompany us in each and every circumstance of our lives. And so I just invite you tonight to renew your hope in that. Lord, I hope that I can always lean on you, that I can always turn to you in my need and trust that you're going to be there for me. And maybe the things that I'm hoping for right now, for this year, for example, it's a new school year for those of you who work at the school or are going to school or... You know, so what are returning to school, yeah. So what are your hopes for this new academic year, this new school year? And and to know that the Lord has hopes for you too. I think that's a very beautiful thing to reflect on, that God has hopes for me. Yes, he has a plan for me, he's got a mission for me, but wrapped up in all of that are lots of hopes. Just as a parent has hopes for his or her child, just as teachers have hopes for their students, coaches have hopes for their athletes, so God has hopes for us, his children. Hopes of a better relationship, for sure. Hopes of healing, hopes of blessings, hopes uh, uh, for greater strength, greater boldness, greater zeal. Who knows? That's something I think we all have to pray about. But there's a beautiful passage that I just want to share with everybody here tonight from Jeremiah 29. It's what I want to pray over you individually later too. But listen to these words from the Lord to the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 10 to 13. This is what the Lord says. I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to you. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I think that's one of the Lord's hopes for all of us, that we would seek him with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength. Because when we seek him like that, we're going to find him. You know, he made us for himself. As St. Augustine said, we celebrated his feast day this week. And our hearts are restless until they rest in him. Maybe you've never thought about this much, but what is the object of our intellect? What what do our minds want to know? They want to know the Truth. truth. Very good. And our hearts... They desire that which is beautiful. And then our wills, they want to choose the good. We're, we're just made for that. God made us for himself because he's the ultimate truth, goodness, and beauty. So we're made for him and his hope is that we would seek him with our mind, our hearts, and our wills. And when we seek him with everything that we are, We're going to find him. We're going to encounter him. He will be able to reveal himself to us in a very profound way, in a very real way, in a very personal way. Zacchaeus did that. Zacchaeus thought, how am I going to meet Jesus today? And then he, he used his will to get out there, climb that tree, and his heart was full of anticipation Oh, I, I hope he passes by here, and I hope he calls me out by name. And, and he did. He will. So when you go to prayer with that kind of hope, with that kind of expectation, that kind of desire, God's absolutely going to meet you. I think sometimes we get a little hung up on certain exterior things. You know, we hope for this or that to happen. And sometimes God, it's not that he doesn't want those things to happen, but he's got other interests that supersede those things. Namely, the relationship. Namely, the relationship that he wants to have. And from that relationship, things happen. Things happen. Things just flow from that. That's the real source of strength and wisdom and love. So tonight, as we spend time before the Lord, let's rouse our hopes. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to really rouse our hopes, and not to be discouraged. I think that's probably one of the the greatest obstacles to hope is is fear and and failure. You know, we all try things and, and fail, or apparently you know turn out the way we wanted them to, but God's hope is steadfast. I was thinking today of a, of a story to share with you, personal story. You know, if, if you know me, you know I like fast cars, especially Corvettes, because my dad was a Corvette guy. And I'll never forget the first time he let me drive the Corvette. You know, of course, he was in the passenger seat, and we were going down this commercial road in our town, and we were taking it slow, and it was all good. And then we got to a point point. he like, said, all right, well, let's turn around and we'll go back home. And So I was going to make a U-turn on this rather busy street. And, you know, there was some oncoming traffic, but it wasn't all that close. But I goosed it a little bit. You know, I stepped on it. And the 86 Corvette was nothing like my 81 Honda Accord. <laughs> and I found that out in a hurry because I fishtailed. <laughs> And I thankfully knew how to turn into the fishtail so that we didn't do a you know, a 360. And, but then we fishtailed the other way because I wasn't taking my foot off the gas. And I was like, whoa, and a few choice words came out of my mouth, and a few choice words came out of dad's mouth, and we're going back and forth, and the traffic's coming, and whoa. And so I just pulled over, and we breathed deeply, and everything was okay. And I was like, okay, you just drive home. He's like, no, no, it's okay. You know, you drive home. It's all good, you know. Cause he had this hope that I would be able to enjoy driving the Corvette just as, as he enjoyed it. And of course that gave me a lot of confidence that he had that hope for me and that confidence for me to drive the Corvette. And I never looked back from that moment on. (laughs) We would brag about how fast we drove it later, you know. So our good God, our good, good Father has lots of great hopes for all of us. And he knows we make mistakes. He knows that life is messy. But he hasn't retracted those hopes. So maybe things didn't turn out the way you thought. Maybe, you know, things have turned out rather difficult or have you know there's been some failures some faults well god hasn't retracted his hopes for you they haven't diminished in his mind in his heart god still has high hopes for all of us no matter what that's the beauty of redemption that's the beauty of divine mercy so let's pray tonight for an outpouring of hope to come upon all of us. That we would be really reinvigorated tonight to seek the Lord with all of our hearts and minds and wills. And that we would get to encounter Him tonight in a new way. Amen? Amen.